0: Does everybody know what time it is? Time. I tell you about time. I was so poor growing up, I asked my mother to get me a wristwatch. She tells me I gotta borrow one from the family down the block. They called it a neighborhood watch.
1: That's right. (laughs) It's grunt work.
0: Hey, grunt work. That's what my wife calls it whenever I get into bed. (laughs)
1: Thank you for the grunt, thank you for the work, but I will never want to grunt at work again. <laughs> thank you for the Tim, thank you for the Al, oh, but I don't want to time my tools again. <laughs> Here on Grunt Work, the only podcast about the TV show Home Improvement that Dada's your urinal, I am oh. your host, <laughs> Landon, boy I tell ya. Solano joined always by my co-host Truman. No respect, caps. Truman, it's good to see you. Uh,
0: is is it Landon? If I'm going to, con- if we're just going to continue doing Dangerfield jokes back and forth at each other for for the entirety of the of the show, is it really I, good to see me?
1: I. Uh... I flirted with the idea of texting you, we should do this entire episode doing dueling Rodney Dangerfield impressions and not let up from word one. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: I... <laughs> now, now... But then I tried to do one, and I'm like, okay, that's going to fall apart real fast. <laughs> going, going into the cold open, I realized, oh shit, I didn't actually practice if I can do a Dangerfield impression and was kind of shocked as I was doing it that it was coming out as well as it was. Um, I think that both of us committing to doing an entire episode of impressions in mm-hmm. character without breaking once is asking way too much. Both of us knowing our limitations as Impressionists and of the audience yes knowing that they are good people who deserve to have good things happen to them as opposed to what that episode uh would, would be.
1: be yeah considering um my Reaction to Rodney Dangerfield. Spoiler alert! In this episode of Home Improvement, what? Um, I, I wouldn't want that on anyone either. And, and it's conflicting. I, I realize there's a lot to talk about here. Yes, there's a, quite lot, a lot, and and nothing at all. Yes, in a weird way. I,
0: let, let me let me actually. You know what? I'm I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna totally destroy the uh, momentum of the podcast by pulling up the okay. text message that Landon sent me this afternoon. Well, after we cover this episode, what are we going to do with the other 50 minutes that we usually fill? <laughs> yep. Yeah. This was uh this was something. Um it was something. I, um I mean, <laughs> do, do, uh, I don't know. This I guess this episode I, d- I wouldn't say this episode broke us i don't feel broken no no i'm just
1: no i there have been episodes that have broken me way more than you know this this is
0: nothing this ep- i mean yeah this episode there
1: dances with tools like mm-hmm. I, i'm still
0: reeling for from the therapy episode of last season yes so. yes i i we this episode befuddled us we're not broken yeah. we're just befuddled and and even then, like, I don't know, as fuddled as I am by all of this, I guess I understand, like, how the episode came together and why it is the way it is. It's just... Ooh, it was... It, it's, it's something. It's, um, it's something. It's really something. Sweeps Week
1: was a weird, weird thing back in the day. I, can you think... Uh, this is, this is going to be our little preamble. Okay, good. So, sweeps back in the broadcast... TV Network TV days, like sweeps week, I think it even expanded into sweeps month at one point, Whoa. like was about getting, you know, doing a, a like ad campaigns that people run on social media now. Like we need to just get as much uh, traction and, and, you know, get those Nielsen numbers you know and everybody competed at the same time and they did it through you know stunt episodes like everyone's yep. going to Disneyland this week there's crossover um, or something
0: crossovers uh big cele- well, which we saw last week yeah <laughs> true true yeah yeah the massive the massive crossovers of home Improvement the biggest show in America and Soul man the other biggest show in America yeah
1: <laughs> Well, I don't know. That one felt like a kind of a twofer where it's like it's a crossover and it's a big Hollywood star cameo, Um, although it was a character actor. It wasn't a cameo. Yeah, this is a cameo, not a character. It's, It's a weird thing. But basically getting the biggest name star that you can to make a surprise appearance. Um, so sweeps week was an interesting thing that spiced up the broadcast universe at the time. Can you think of what the modern streaming television show equivalent of that is? The modern, like, I think, is the, there stunt casting? Is it like Ian McShane in the one
0: episode of Game of Thrones that that <laughs> don't talk about that. Cocktease bullshit where they got me all jazzed up that the greatest actor ever was going to be on Game of Thrones, and then, oh, no, we killed him at the end of the episode. Sorry, gang. You thought this was going to be awesome, but in fact, it sucks. Um, I, think, I think the modern-day equivalent, I think for HBO shows, the modern-day equivalent of Sweeps Week is episode 9 of a 10-episode season because usually the penultimate episode oh, is the okay. one where shit gets real. And then on... Streaming services, I would say that the Sweeps Week episode is usually, in the first season at least, of a of a mm-hmm. Netflix series, I would say that the Sweeps Week episode is episode 10, the episode which, which like, whatever happens in episode 10, I've found, of a lot of Netflix series or Hulu original series, is usually the shit that should have happened in episode one, and then, <laughs> and then it gets interesting from there. Um, right. Yeah, so, I don't know, I'm trying... I, I miss well,
1: it's, I know there's a lot of missed opportunities. I I feel like um for you know to bring in Sweep week because there's no like format that is you know most everything now is we've done away with the three camera format which mm-hmm. is fine whatever you know um everything you know goes in its own cycles but the something about the three camera format allows and the, the repetition of sitcoms where it's just like you're kind of resetting back to zero every week allows for a greater surprise when someone walks on set. You know, like we, we got, I I wrote a note to, you know, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler alert, the deep dive uh, for, you know, 20 minutes from now, we got something (laughs) that I've never written in our notes before, which was a familiar applause. (laughs) Yeah. Like the, the audience was applausing because they knew, the person walking
0: out even though that person's never been on this show before. Okay. Now, I know what you're talking about. I would wager that we have gotten that before every time the K&B dudes show up. Like, I know that they applaud every time someone walks out on Tool Time, but... I think this is a little bit different. The K&B has
1: some excitement behind it. This is more like, you know, a... uh, a British actor who's been knighted, walking out. <laughs> just, oh yes, of course, we know him, and uh, we're 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 deigned to applause every time he walks in a room now. <laughs> Sir
0: Zachary Ty Bryan, <laughs> rise.
1: <laughs> I mean, it was just, it was like very proper applause that we got in this episode uh for for both of the character (laughs) actors or the 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 elder statesman of
0: home improvement the
1: uh, yeah so i think there's a lot of missed opportunities with modern streaming shows uh i just watched hawkeye um on disney plus and thoroughly enjoyed it and it pulls heavily from the matt fraction uh comic on which it's slightly based um And there was an issue in that series, which was a phenomenal series, Mm -hmm. uh, that would have made an amazing sweeps week type of episode for the show that they didn't do. And I I was like, by episode two, I'm like, oh my God, if they do that episode, I'm going to be the happiest person in the world. And the issue, the comic issue, was entirely told through the dog's perspective. Mmm. And, you know, Lucky, the one-eyed dog, is just such a, a charming, fun character. And I, I'm like, oh, Disney, they did Togo, they did Call of the Wild, May, maybe they'll do this episode. Uh, and they didn't. And I'm like, oh, that was a missed opportunity. I would have loved to see that.
0: But, you know, maybe season two. So, So what you're saying is that, like, we should just... We, we need to, like, bring back an artificial sweep week, maybe, for, for yeah. even though even though people, that's not the model for how a lot of TV is funded anymore. We should just arbitrarily say, hey, <laughs> w- one episode needs to be absolutely fucking bonkers, and everyone yeah. needs to do that episode at the same time.
1: Oh, I admit, you can't mandate it on every show, obviously. I don't think that would work for something like Euphoria, but, you know, I think more shows need to, to have those sort of episodes. Cause I, I'm I'm failing to think of the exact example right now, but I feel like even in the last couple of years, there have been episodes like that on shows where it's just like, Oh, remember that one episode? Like I haven't watched the new, um, twin peaks returns yet, Mm -hmm. but everyone talks about episode eight Mm -hmm. and I get the feeling that that's like a, a version of this. Yeah. Uh, where they like they, they break their own format for a while and tell the story through a slightly different perspective um, in a, a kind of tongue-in-cheek, fun way. That's I, I'd like to see more of that.
0: I don't know how a show like Twin Peaks does something where, hey, this one episode is going to be really crazy, unlike it's... all the other episodes of Twin Peaks, a show that is noted for being very normal and traditional in the way it tells a story. It's told entirely from the perspective of the owl again
1: well okay but honestly also though for, <laughs> that, for just, that fell my god I haven't felt that since I did stand up that that silence I after.
0: didn't even know if I didn't even, I thought I thought you were being serious was which was why I I reacted the way that I did but listen if you tell if you like for a David Lynch show though like this entire right. episode is from the, the perspective of the owl my response would be like oh, okay so normal David Lynch stuff right like like call me when Chuck Lorre does an entire two and a half man episode from the perspective of the owl then then i'm on board (laughs) okay got it
1: um so we're talking sweeps week here it's also thanksgiving on this episode so we're
0: re-entering the holiday season uh (laughs) really giving me making me sweat a little bit brutal to do this shit like in in early to mid-january to have to go back into the beginning of the holiday season we've just left (laughs)
1: uh it's so true. Um, listen, let's get into this episode, yeah. and the first yeah. thing I want to do is play our game. Even though we won it last week, I won uh, it last week. What's this we you... bullshit?
0: <laughs>
1: I lobbed you a softball. Thank you. Uh, no, that's that's not true. You did a you did a great job. Um, episcopalian. <laughs>
0: yeah, episcopalian. I think I, it's not that you lobbed me a softball. It's that maybe you just didn't pay close enough attention to the I episode. Didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Uh this week I think I've
1: got a pretty good word. So we're, we play a game, uh password rules, Wee's Playhouse rules, dealer's choice, uh where I have chosen a word that if Truman says it at any point in this episode, uh our patrons over at patreon.com/gruntworkpod will get a prize. So our patrons will if Truman guesses the word, uh our patrons and we're going to we're going to announce the, the prize now and I, I feel like this will be our ongoing prize for this game is if you guess it right our patrons will win a free month of our Patreon yeah so they won't be charged we'll, we'll just we won't charge for the month of uh, this upcoming February 1st is when the next payment is so on the first of the month if you guess it we won't charge that month. So the next month is, uh, for free for anyone who signs up and the people that are already paying us. So, uh, congratulations on that. we got the next word. Um, and I guess we can stack this man. If you you can win our listeners exclusively free Patreon, uh, content for forever. If you continue to get these right.
0: Look, if I keep getting these right, you guys will be paying as much for the Patreon as it is worth. That's, that's my promise to all of you. That's, (laughs) I'm going to do my damnedest to make sure none of you have to pay money to hear me and Landon talk (laughs) about non-home improvement related subjects. So, Oh, dear God. I'm well Um, aware of the value of the product we're selling here.
1: So uh, I've got the word. Truman, I'm going to mute myself so you can't hear me, and I'm going to tell everyone what it is so that they can play along during this episode. You ready?
0: Yeah, I am ready. Go.
1: Truman, can you hear me? All right. i got to make it a little bit harder this week, guys. Um, It's Thanksgiving. We're talking about... You know, it's not a really food-heavy episode, uh, but there are a few things that come up about food in this. So I thought, I gotta make this food-based. Let's make it uh, something that's not super obvious. The word this week is scallions. Scallions. I don't know how likely Truman is to get this. I will try to guide him there, if possible. Uh, We'll see scallions okay here we go hey Truman
0: hey Alan. Hey, and I really do treasure the lengthy silence that I get during these it's the closest I get to meditating in my day-to-day life I was gonna say is it like a, a zen cone honestly it kind it kind of was you know tr- you know I like <laughs> I like a traffic cone because that's good for safety on the roadway but a zen cone is my favorite kind well actually no, actually, I don't like an ice cream cone that much because I'm lactose intolerant and it's messy. I prefer my ice cream in a dish. Um, <laughs> right. Okay. Well, I'll try um, and I'll try and yeah. guess the word anyway. Continue, please, with the
1: podcast. Uh, with the podcast, um, I guess that takes us to our first game,
0: uh, which is: Do you want to guess that title? Wait. Should we talk about what happened this week on Home Improvement first? Because then it would make oh. more sense.
1: <laughs> Maybe. Uh, maybe let's do that
0: yeah okay do you have a synopsis for us this week yes
1: i do we wait wait, wait. I'm i gotta okay, i gotta rewind even further Truman. <sighs> each week we watch an episode of home improvement and i think we did that this week um could you tell us what we watched
0: yes landon i could tell us what we watched <laughs> this week on home improvement tim gets tickets for the whole family to sit in the luxury box for a detroit lions game on thanksgiving shenanigans ensue whoa 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 what? I didn't ask you to go through the entire deep dive. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I, I ran. Yeah, you're right. Sometimes I go too in depth with my synopsis. Uh, okay. Okay. Let me let me take another uh, crack at it. Tim gets tickets for the whole family to sit in the luxury box for a Detroit Lions game on Thanksgiving. How about that?
1: <laughs> it's still it's still
0: flirting with oh. uh with being too in depth. But, oh okay, you know, okay. How about we'll, that? We'll do what we can. Okay. Tim tickets family. Luxury box lions Thanksgiving.
1: <laughs> it's getting there. Uh, we'll we'll workshop it a little bit more and then bring it back to
0: uh back back to live air. Lions Thanksgiving luxury box. Eh? I don't think it gets much <laughs> uh, much more much more reduced than that. Uh sure, that sounds good. Wait, wait, wait. Um, last one. Shenanigans. Okay, there okay. you go. Shenanigans. That's the episode Oh yeah, that's perfect. Thank that's you. Perfect. Nailed it. <laughs> Do you want to guess that title? Yes, I do. I have I have four options, and I want to remind our oh, listeners, wow. if they didn't pick up on this before, that Rodney Dangerfield makes a cameo appearance in this episode. Okay. <laughs> and, and this episode takes place on Thanksgiving. Okay. Yes. First option. Thank Outside the Box. <laughs> okay. Next one. I I like that because there's the box. Yeah, the, it's, the, yeah. Right, okay. It's part. I think that that was instrumental in me in me coming up with that title. In fact, <laughs> okay. I know I'm just slow on the pickup. I, I'm 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 slow on the I'm slow on the put down, So we, we we're a good pair. <laughs> Next option, Rodney Football Field. <laughs> Everybody, I I want to I want to apologize. I want to apologize to all of you for the one I just did and I also want to let you know that the next two are not better so you really want to be riding that 15 second skip button on your podcatcher because this is going to get real but real real bad um okay okay Okay, next option which will which is going to be great and I have total confidence in yam bam thank you fam okay
1: i like that one
0: one of these days i'm gonna i'm gonna come up with a title guest so bad that landon literally dies and that will be our last episode (laughs) and again it'll it'll be like you know it'll be like the crow or something where it's like oh man this is such an intense movie it killed the star (laughs) uh last option okay (sighs) thanks getting no respect
1: i I gotta be honest rodney football field (laughs) is is the one (laughs) i'm because it's just it's so stupid
0: (laughs) yeah i mean look 20 years from now i'm gonna be in like you know i don't know i I, like i'm gonna be just suffering from ptsd flashbacks (laughs) like drinking heavily hands shaking because i'm just remembering uh, the titles that I had to come up with for this episode—none of these, none of these are great. I'm curious what the actual Rodney, one is.
1: Rodney Football Field is like a character in a failed Saturday afternoon, Saturday morning cartoon where there's just the characters are different sports fields. <laughs> <laughs> Why?
0: So well, that that show would be called Life's a Pitch. I take it. <laughs> and neil diamond would be one of the characters right <laughs> neil baseball diamond yeah. yes neil absolutely neil, neil baseball diamond and um uh, <laughs> i mean and and peter hockey Rinklage. uh <laughs> wow oh my god this is so bad <laughs> yeah i know i the ti- the titles i think live up to no, the episode is better than the titles I gave it. Like guys, I've truly <sighs> let everyone down this week. Dear God, what what is the actual no, you didn't. title? No,
1: the the show let us down this week. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a clue, and it's gonna give it away, and you're gonna be mad, and you're gonna tear your earphones out intentionally. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. That's something I happens. I before I even tell you, I'm gonna just. Put it out there. This is the worst title Home Improvement has ever put out.
0: You are fucking joking me. This is worse than Joel's birthday. Oh shit! Yes. this is worse yes. than Joel's surprise. In fact, party? you better. You might want to sit down. Okay. All right. You know what? You know I stand up during these. I'm sitting down. Okay. Head between knees and and okay. uh, and breathe, breathe. Microphone <laughs> between feet.
1: All right. What what do we got for me? There's a holiday that happens in this episode. Yes. What is it?
0: Thanksgiving. Ding 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 ding. I <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> uh, Yeah, the show killed you before you
0: could kill me with one of your titles. <laughs> I, I I don't I don't know if that sounded weird. I just had to lay my microphone down on the floor of my office for a second and just kind of think about think about the universe. <laughs>
1: Okay, (laughs) I should start doing these Zen cones for you after we guess the title. Uh, (laughs) Oh, my God. (sighs) Thanksgiving. That's... The title um, of this episode
0: is Thanksgiving. That's... Okay, (laughs) well, you know, this does tie into one of my personal reflections, so I guess I'll withhold any further comment until we get to that section. Oh, my God. Thanksgiving broadcast on november 25th oh. 1997
1: directed by peter bonners oh. and written by eric
0: Horstead. no no word on who titled the episode oh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah some fucking whoever titled this episode is in the hague right now or should be at least <laughs> <laughs> fucking rooming with slobodan milosevic over there absolute <laughs> absolute crime <laughs> against humanity this title i thought mine were bad oh my god I should you know what they the person who titled this should be in the Hague and I should be getting the Nobel Prize for Rodney Football Field. <laughs> Thanksgiving is worse than <laughs> Rodney Football Field. I it really is. I mean, I thought I was doing... Look, maybe... Okay, you know, maybe I'm being too harsh, though, because trying to come up with a title for this episode on my end, I was like, this is kind of a difficult episode to title. There's not a lot of good shit there, so maybe they're suffering from the same malady that I did, but I think that the Home Improvement people weren't willing to just, like, mash down on the gas pedal and accelerate straight (laughs) into stupid bullshit the way that I always do. Oh, dear Lord. Get on Um, my level. Landon, what did you think of this episode of Home
1: Improvement? (laughs) I I literally can't get on your level if your microphone is on the floor. I'm standing up again, but uh, it was it was a near thing. I have one note I wrote for personal reflections, and honestly, at this point, can't remember if it's because I forgot to finish it or it was all I could think of to write. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my personal reflection was, "Boy oh boy,
0: <laughs> boy oh boy." A, would be a better title for this episode. B, is kind of the best response to this episode. Because it's just... I... Yeah. We're going to get into
1: Rodney Dangerfield uh, in this episode. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious where you fall with him. Um, Because there's not anything else to talk about. (laughs) Like, there's the first... Third of the episode, and then there's Rodney Dangerfield. A uh, Rodney Dan- We watched a comedy special of Rodney Dangerfield.
0: We we watched like a truncated comedy special of Rodney Dangerfield that had a bunch of other people in it. That yes, yeah.
1: So it like was a bad
0: comedy special.
1: I, it's it's worth saying this now because I I'll just be saying it over and over and over again if I do it in the deep dive. Once Rodney Jane- Dangerfield is on screen. It's just one actor after another setting him up for a one-liner. That's Mm -hmm. just it. One, just in the most contrived ways possible. Just one after the other.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's no story to it. It's just Rodney Dangerfield's there because
0: he kind of knows this guy. Yep. And then he leaves, and that's it. (laughs) Yep. That's just, he kind of makes his own environment, really.
1: (laughs) The weird thing is... I I have to imagine that Rodney Dangerfield is in this episode because he and Tim Allen were uh you know stand up
0: you know road friends right it, it, I it mean stands to reason that these two would this, know each other and be friends that they would like each in other In
1: 1997 Rodney Dangerfield does a film called uh Meet Wally Sparks mm-hmm. and Tim Allen plays has a cameo in it mm-hmm. playing himself mm-hmm. as a comedian mm-hmm. uh so it almost feels like a, a You know, tit-for-tat sort of deal.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, But
1: what I find interesting and kind of frustrating about it, (laughs) just like Dan Aykroyd and Randy were never in the same scene last week, even though thematically (laughs) they should have been, uh, the reason for Rodney Dangerfield being in this episode is never,
0: like, him and Tim aren't in it until the stinger. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, one brief bit at the end. Yeah. I... I would have really liked to see them playing off each other more. Yeah. I mean, two st- 2 stand-up guys <laughs> doing bits off of each other. Yeah.
1: So it's it's like, I don't know. I don't have an opinion on this. I, I realize I sound critical of it, but it's more just like, I, I don't know what we watched. Like, I, there, was, there was not an episode here. It was just accommodating
0: a cameo. It's... You know, I hate to reference this movie two weeks in a row, but again, I I mentioned The Human Centipede last week, and I just remember... (laughs) I remember Roger Ebert's review of The Human Centipede. It's the only movie that he gave no stars, and he said, like, in the review, it's like, he wasn't giving it no stars because it's, like, worthy of zero stars. Just, like, I can't rate this movie because this isn't really a movie. Like, I can't... (laughs) <laughs> I, I, the the rating system that I've developed is for a certain t- like this is just a different thing from what my job to review is. Like I can't right, really right. comment on this. I can't judge this. Um, so.
1: All of that to say, we're taking a long time up front this week just because the deep dive ain't so deep this week. The
0: the pool itself is shallow. (laughs) It's like the reflecting pool outside the Lincoln, no, not the Lincoln Memorial, the Washington Monument, which anyone who's watched Forrest Gump will know is shallow enough for Tom Hanks and whoever played Jenna to kind of wade in. Yeah. It's not a very You can't go
1: diving. we'll crack our skull.
0: Exactly. I kind of feel like I've already cracked my skull. Like, finding out the episode was called Thanksgiving cracked my skull wide open.
1: <laughs> my reflection. Do you have any additional, yeah, reflections yeah. before we get
0: into this thing? My reflection pool. Uh, one is that I'm just, I'm glad that the writer has got to have a short week. I like. I think you know they probably had. They probably script was locked wow. on on Wednesday, and then it was like, "Hey, you know what? Long weekend. I hope they all had fun doing whatever they did." You know. You know what's weird? I'm shocked that either
1: Eric Horsted, the credited writer for mm-hmm. this episode, wrote all of Rodney Dangerfield material for him, or Rodney Dangerfield didn't get a credit writing credit on this episode because a significant portion of the dialogue in this episode is him doing
0: Rodney Dangerfield jokes I I, I would be and I'm not like li- the listen, listeners at home I get that I'm a white guy who lives in LA I'm not one of those dudes who's like super obsessed with stand-up and all the rules etc of that that being said I would be shocked if Rodney Dangerfield let someone else write his material for him. Yeah, so it, I'm well, certain right, these exactly. are all Dangerfield bits. Like I'm sure he wrote all his own material. So yeah, I think that I I, I really think the writers were kind of just like, okay, well, how do we get him into the booth? How do we how do we get them to Rodney Dangerfield showing up and then, you know, punch out, let's all go to Big Bear for the weekend. Um I my my big note right. is just that this episode it, it reminds me of like a casserole or a frittata like you've got the the base you know, the eggs in there, which is basically yeah, yeah. Tim and the family get a box for a football game, and you've got your base all set up. I like eggs. Yeah, I love eggs. I'm a huge fan of eggs. I haven't mm-hmm. made a frittata in a while, actually. I should make one again. But you've got your eggs there, and you just start throwing whatever other leftover ingredients you've got in the fridge. So it's like, oh. The, the... <laughs> or, or, or it's like in a, a, a movie where you're having a,
1: a child make you a frittata. So you've got the eggs, and they know the eggs are the basis, but they're also putting the eggshells in there and maybe some jelly beans. <laughs> And some some
0: preserves and you know some peanut butter. Yeah, exactly, exactly. In the back of the cupboard, they find the guy who played the airport attendant and the gas station attendant in last season's episode. They put they put him in there, completely and then, wasted here. Yeah, yeah. It, no, I totally agree. And they look under the sink and they find a couple sexy ladies. Let's throw that in there too. And then and then <laughs> in the back of the freezer, they find Rodney Dangerfield and they thaw him out and they put him in the frittata too. And baby, you got an episode. That's though. That's, to be fair. That is kind of what most of Rodney
1: Dangerfield's, at least his starring roles in movies, were like. I don't know if you've seen Easy Money. I've not seen Easy Money. <laughs> Easy Money is like, uh, A, a young Joe Pesci uh, in that, who steals the show, if I'm being perfectly honest. But what he's good uh, at. He, it's, just, it's a movie that doesn't know what it wants to be. It just wants to put him... It wants to be it wants to contrive situations just to see how Rodney
0: Dangerfield will react in, in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seem, seems like most of Rodney Dangerfield's film career was kind of just like, hey, what if he what if he was coaching girls soccer? What would happen there? Hey, wait, 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 what, what if this guy went back to school? What would happen? Uh, that's kind kind of just. <laughs> it, it's yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, a similar he's... model to the earnest films to be if I'm being perfectly honest. What if Ernest went to Africa? Would it be problematic? In fact, yes, it would. Oh, dear. Um,
1: okay, well, if you have no more reflections, then let's put on our stretchy pants, divvy up the side dishes, pour the wine, sit down Uncle Chet and talk to him about his spicy theories on the letter Q, put on the big <laughs> game, zone out, <laughs> snooze out uh, on an overdose of tryptophan and dream woozily of the deep dive. Oh, let's. Let's do that. I'm really bummed that I, I wrote zone out and snooze out right back to back like that. That's poor writing.
0: I'm I, Yeah, Landon, that's even worse than the title of this episode. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) The real poor writing lies on our end. So, How do we start this thing? We open on Tool Time, where the Grunt Creep Mm -hmm. is helping Heidi and Al to extinguish a uh, charred and burnt-out barbecue. It's uh, the uh, salute to... Thanksgiving at home week. Yes, (laughs) the salute to a man's Thanksgiving has gone horribly wrong because Tim basted the turkey in cognac and then put it too close to the... uh, open flame so his butterball became a fireball as al points out uh and then uh tim and al talk a little bit about what they're thankful for and um then tim debuts a new invention from binford which is a uh it's it's a wearable vacuum that al is wearing it's kind of a uh, it's a jumpsuit whatever and uh a vacuum suit if you will you hook up uh, an attachment, almost a ghostbusters suit it is, uh, you know what, I feel like Dan Aykroyd's, uh, it, it's the ectoplasm left over from Dan Aykroyd's appearance last <laughs> week uh, infused this. But uh, yes. Al hooks up a uh, a hose to the vacuum suit and starts vacuuming around the studio and then his suit inflates more and more and more and it seems like he gets so big that he starts to float away and then we go to the opening credits you're turning into a violet, violet. Yeah, I, it did have it did have huge, uh, it did have huge Willy Wonka energy in that moment. <laughs> um, I
1: don't have many notes for this opening scene, and but I do think I have the most notes for the this scene than I do for most of the rest of the scenes. Yeah, which is. When Tim uh, starts to say, okay, let's talk about what men are thankful for on, you know, or should be thankful for. And he goes, women. And then he starts going into, you know, thanking them for... I zoned out most of his stuff, you know, stuff that they're, should be thanked, you know, their hard work and,
0: well, uh, not even that he said women, there are mothers, our sisters, our daughters, yeah. which is just the grossest. Okay, I'm, it's the second grossest way to talk about women is to just frame them in terms of here are the ways we can be related to them. <laughs> Just, I don't know, maybe, I mean, I certainly am not giving him credit for that,
1: but I'm so burnt on Tim uh, from past that just kind of, like, it didn't offend me, and I'm like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> just keep moving along. But then he's like, uh, then we, you know, I can't, I can't remember the exact lines, but he's basically like, anyway, enough of that, and then he, like, pushes Heidi out of the uh, way. He, uh, he he
0: says, now get lost, it's a man's segment, and he pushes her away.
1: <laughs> oh, I can see why I didn't write that down and forgot it immediately. But um, note on that, though, was, dear God, I hope that we're not going to get that version of Tim throughout the whole episode just because Ronnie Dangerfield is here and he has to, like, pull out his, you know, back room of the comedy store persona out to impress a, a fellow comedian. yeah. Yeah. Luckily, we don't. I mean, it, yeah. that was the most egregious episode, or er, moment in the episode, but... Uh,
0: but it was a thing it where... It worried me. Y- you know, you because uh, we've had this before where where you can kind of tell in the first two minutes of the episode if it's going to be one where we're, <laughs> where we're pinching our, our nose between, like, our fingers and shaking our heads the whole time, or if we're not doing that. <laughs> um, yeah. I When Tim goes, now get lost, it's a man segment, and pushes her away, the audience laughs... One guy in the audience goes woo, and um, whoever that guy is, I want to tell him to go fuck himself. Uh, <laughs> that that guy, but he probably can't hear me because he was very, you know, he's probably in prison after showing up at the Capitol. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's um, I, I have questions about the vacuum suit. I don't know if we need to go there right now. If you've got other other bits and I bobs. do. I have. Yeah, I have one other thing. Hmm. I.
1: Was just in the I, I got distracted uh, immediately watching it because we're like a minute into the episode, and I, I think I got a text message, so I paused. Mm-hmm. And I happened to pause on the one quick shot of the audience uh, this week. And it, it, there's like four to five just teenage girls sitting in the tool time audience. Oh my God. <laughs> it, it was weird. That's it a- was weird. Obviously, it was a. a a thing of like, oh, we have the actual home improvement crowd here, uh, but we need an audience shot to cut away to. If we do it fast enough, no one will know.
0: Do do, do you think it was like senior skip day at Hollywood High School uh, or something, and <laughs> Bur- Burbank <laughs> High School, and 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 those those four girls were in. <laughs> they were the only people who loved chop class at their school. I don't know. Uh,
1: let's see. We're, we're on episode nine. This is probably still shot during the summer. Mm. So I bet it's people visiting California, visiting Los Angeles from, you know, another uh, another state.
0: Well, I hope that those four girls had a great time watching this taping of a very weird episode. I hope those four teenage girls in the 90s were huge Rodney Dangerfield fans. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The other
1: question I had, uh, I just like a point of topic if we want to talk about it. Swiss Army Knives. Yeah. That's the one thing Al's thankful for.
0: Yeah the The tool that he carries with him everywhere, which Tim initially mistakes for a reference to <laughs> Al's penis, is it weird that I said <laughs> I forgot penis? About that. <laughs> a little bit. I should have said dick. I just dick. forgot that that was a thing that happened. I
1: apparently for maybe maybe there maybe this is a loaded episode of plot, and I've just forgotten it all.
0: <laughs> yeah. maybe that's what's going on. The, this is the most plot dense episode that we've ever had on this show. <laughs> okay, but Swiss uh, Army knives, did- what you got?
1: Yeah, um, I recently, one of the the Christmas gifts I got uh, and requested was, uh, since moving out of Los Angeles, I'm now in a more wooded area. Um, I've been hiking a lot more. I've been going out into the wilderness a lot more. I bring Mm -hmm. my backpack with me. So I requested the like deconstructed, uh, version of a Swiss army knife, which is just like a little field kit that has a knife in it, like an actual tactical knife and, and, you know, a thermal blanket, you know, one of those foil blankets Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, like, breaking down everything that you would need um, should you get stranded somewhere. So, uh, I recently got one of those, and I, I love it. Yeah? It's just, like, there's a lot of little gadgets and stuff in it. And, um, I don't know, I could see the appeal of it. Also, my grandfather was, like, really big into Swiss Army knives and wanted to make sure that I had one. Oh. So, he... he Gave me a few when I was growing up.
0: I and so do you find yourself using the full range of all of the tools in the in the knife?
1: I always wanted to, but never did. Like I don't know. I, I'm just generally it, to me, it's the same sensation of. Rubbing your nails on a chalkboard. I can't use a nail file. Yeah, at all. like it. It really just makes my spine want to leap out of my body.
0: I get that. Um, I understand
1: that. So I've never used the nail file. I've tried to use the the bottle openers. Um, you know, I thought I was really cool using the toothpick every once in a while um, but you know what was i eating that i needed a toothpick when i was 13
0: <laughs> well if you weren't a vegetarian at that point maybe you had some i don't know stringy meat or leftover breakfast pizzas from maybe. from <laughs> Who you know, knows? and i and i'm not suggesting eating pizzas for breakfast i mean the top secret breakfast pizza that your mom oh yeah right you know got yeah. for you at dominos um my the uh, like my dad has a Swiss Army knife and all I ever see him use it for is the toothpick. He will pick his teeth with that goddamn <laughs> toothpick all the time, and I'm like, Dad, I hope you're washing that thing because that's nasty. But it, oh, it's man. just. It's but just, he never tried to thrust one on you. He, you know what? He did. He may have even gotten me a small one when I was a kid. The thing is, like, I'm just like I don't have need of those things. I don't go into the wilderness. I like to stay where the pavement and the humans are, and I. Uh, <laughs> I think it was to some, I think that may have been, by and large, my dad is really proud of me, but I think that was one of the early places I disappointed him, was him getting me a Swiss Army knife and me being so scared of the blade that I never used it. He's like, oh, okay, that's telling. He, uh, he's an indoor kid, okay, okay, uh, all right, <laughs> he's even nerdier than I am, okay, all right, I can handle that. Uh, okay, talk about the vacuum suit <clears throat> Why... Is there a vacuum suit? Why, like the so? Wait, so so we're saying the issue with vacuum cleaners, the big problem is that we ha- is that what we can't just hook up a hose to a thing we're wearing and then suck all of the dirt and filth into our bodies. We can't just the, have our clothes what, be covered in all the filth from the floor. That's the issue with vacuums. Maybe I missed the detail here, but. Okay, so
1: the joke is Tim has to, all he has to do, Al's already wearing the suit. Mm-hmm. All Tim has to do is hook up the hose. Yes. And we get the joke of like, oh, that's not where it goes. You know, the like, yeah. Don't. Al gets goosed by the thing mm-hmm. and it, okay, whatever. Um, where, what, what detail did I miss where it activates the suction? Uh,
0: there's Not really. They plug the thing in, and then they just start using it. We don't know where the motor is for this thing. Presumably it's on his back. I don't know. Uh, So, like, I've never once been vacuuming and thought,
1: you know what would be better? If I was... Inside the bag.
0: Yeah, yeah. If you, you 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 know, I've got one of those Dyson vacuums where you can see the canister where all the dirt goes, and I've never once yeah looked in there and thought, "I wish I was right in the middle of all that filth I'm yanking up out of my carpets." <laughs> that would be awesome to be so close how to that. You, how do you empty the vacuum suit? Is there a like a, a protective
1: layer between the the like surface and your body that the gunk gets? Trapped in, or is it like just sucking it up right into your flannel? Because let me tell you, that's going to be a filthy lint trap. Something at some point is going to be grabbing the gunk. yeah this vacuum suit
0: yeah like what do you like you suck up all the filth from inside your house and you have to go out in your backyard and take off your vacuum suit there because whatever other room you take it off and you're going to distribute all the filth in that room okay this is another reason where i'm like okay the writers spent 15 minutes coming up with and writing this bit and they all went home and i you know what i hope they had a great time with their families or or (laughs) masturbating or whatever they did after writing this very simple bit
1: Maybe this was written on Thanksgiving, and they're just like, you know, what? we gotta, we do have to get home to our families for
0: this. Look, I, look, I, I know the quality of the work that I do in the week leading up to Thanksgiving, and again, I am totally forgiving of everything <laughs> in this episode, even the title, if that's what it was. Um, <laughs> um, I got nothing more to say about I, the. I got, I got nothing. It's a more weird to say. thing.
1: It's it's one of the weirdest, laziest things that they've done on the show, mm-hmm, for sure.
0: Yes, yes, without question, without question. Um, so. That takes us to opening credits. Yeah. Opening credits take got us. Nothing. Yeah, got nothing. Got nothing. We've we've dissected that as much as we can. And then that takes uh, us I don't think so, but uh, as much as the
1: listeners want us to.
0: Yeah, I'm mean, well, yeah, I mean, look, we can dissect anything. I think if we've learned anything about this podcast, we can dissect yes. anything down <laughs> the to last the atomic level. Of this. That like we we can <laughs> we can dissect something to the point that that will split an atom and an entire city will blow up, but we don't want to do that. Um, we go to the backyard. Yes,
1: where we start. Uh, Wilson is whistling into a flute-like thing, a Wilson E type of thing. Yep. Um, yep. It's very Wilson. Jill comes out there and says, "What's going on, Wilson? What do you What are you blowing your flute for?" He's like, "Oh, this. This is just my Feng Shui home protection tool. Uh, it does a thing. This, you know, flute part is for." Peace, this is for harmony, this is for making my weed grow a little better. I don't know. <laughs> and what do the red tassels we'll do, Wilson? <laughs> Those are just for decoration. <laughs> come come see my show on Saturday night. <laughs> um, so Jill's there asking what uh, what he's going to do for Thanksgiving, and Q Willow. Uh, if you didn't remember, Willow is now a character on the show. Yeah, she is. And <laughs> we have to fit her in. Yeah. Uh, so she comes out... <laughs> Holding a turkey, and it's not just any turkey; it's a soy turkey. Uh, they're all about to go to um, Ann Arbor, someplace. Ann Arbor. They're going to Ann Arbor. Uh, to it's the first time in five years that the entire Wilson clan is getting together. You've got uh, uh, Uncle Wilbur, Aunt wilhelmina uh, cousin Wilford, Uncle Willard, Grandma Wilma, and Bob. He's the black sheep.
0: Oh, so he's kind of rebellious or something nope he's an actual sheep thing. yep and he's black yep and he doesn't like being sheared how, how how logically is are the wilson's related to a sheep how does that make <laughs> sense well we never find uh,
1: out nope no we don't um jill's just says uh you know what uh Jill's mom, she's with her sisters this uh, this Thanksgiving. Uh, Tim's mom's with uh, his brothers, so she's just gonna be in the five Taylors this year, and she's looking forward to something a little, um, little more low key than normal. Um, that's really it for this scene. Uh, we do go inside and within the same scene, but let's pause there, um, because I just got to get the dish on your
0: Willow thoughts here, brother. I want to fire her out of a cannon into the sun. <laughs> it's like she listened to last week's episode and, and heard my impression Whoa. of her and was like, hey, let me let me fine tune my lines <laughs> and my delivery so I can upset Truman even more. Uh, Truman, wow. the main character of the universe, everything that is done is done with Truman in mind. Um, Yeah, she's... You don't like her. Hey, uh, I, hey, Mrs. Taylor, have you ever tried a soybean turkey? <laughs> you went from like stoner to hillbilly. Yeah, you're right. It became hillbilly, which is almost endearing. It's just, hey, Mrs. <laughs> Taylor, have you ever tried a soybean turkey? It's I don't even know I what won't... her bit is. It's not even good
1: it's she okay so uh, this helped i, I said this w- on her first appearance and this is the the epitome of what i was trying to get to in that long-winded segment uh, a few episodes ago she i think that china is like someone i would like to hang out with she seems like a cool person but she struggles i see with sitcom humor like entering a scene and telling a sitcom joke does not feel like it feels like it's a second language to her yes because she comes out and she's like uh she's holding the turkey and jill's like oh wow you know whatever and she's like oh yeah it's made of soy it's called a soy turkey or, or, or soy key. it's called a god i can't even it's such a bad joke that i yeah. can't even do it yeah it's called it's a soy key and it's just like it's such a sitcom line and you could f- hear like the buzzing of like as the applause sign is going off it's so bad yeah just to get a reaction out of the audience and i think it's partly like they don't know how to write for her in a way that's authentic to that type of character and i also don't think she's particularly good at doing the sitcom type of humor so it's just a weird pairing um but i like i do like her personality i like what She's got, like, a vibe to her that I dig, but it's just
0: not working. It's just not working. I, I You know what? I, I do agree. Like, I think part of what I find so off-putting more than the delivery is the fact that she is not even... It's like she is laughing at the very concept of being a character on a sitcom. <laughs> like, she's somehow above yeah. being on the sitcom. She- and is and, is there a scenario where she's wandavisioning this whole thing? I I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like as as someone who gets most of his personality from sitcoms, I guess I find that <laughs> insulting to my heritage, and I shouldn't. <laughs> I, you know, maybe I'm just too close to this thing. I also want to make clear, all of my shit about Willow and running to fire into the sun, the the actress, I mean, God bless. I'm glad that she was on this and making her money and whatever. I, I don't blame her at all. I just, I find the character incredibly irritating. The actress is a fine human being. Uh, I hope she's doing well, wherever she is. If you're listening to this, she's, hi. She's doing fine. Okay, she good. Just,
1: uh, I think she just opened, uh, She I think she performed... With uh, with some surviving members of uh, Jefferson Starship recently. Oh, okay. Well, that's, like a, that's an great. anniversary, oh, yeah. Yeah, her like families. a reunion thing. I yeah. Think.
0: Well. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, good for them. You know, when when the truth is found to be lies and all the uh, joy within you dies, you you want somebody to love, you know. Um. And that was Jefferson airplane, not starship. Uh, Jane, you're playing a game. Um, <laughs> same, same same difference. Really. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the same group. They did the 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 type of aircraft that they were in evolved over the decades. Okay, do you want to go inside? Yes, I do. I want to go inside so bad. Willow's not there. Okay. (laughs) Going inside.
1: We're talking to an inside kid, so we're going to go inside. Uh, (laughs) Inside. Said
0: said as though it's not two inside kids talking to one another. I know that you go in the wilderness (laughs) now, but fair point um i I was born
1: an inside kid and i'm i'm working my way outside and Uh, and... i'm leaving
0: plato's cave and i will tell you of the shadows on the wall soon yes and Um, i'm and i'm still here in the cave just cheering you on happily ensconced looking at these shadows
1: (laughs) the uh brad is making some lunch i guess he's frying something up on the stovetop when tim comes in Uh, and he tells him, hey, the owner of the Lions just offered us luxury box uh, seats for the Thanksgiving game. Um, Jill comes in, and he's like, there's just one problem. She just walked in. Oh, boy, here we go. Oh,
0: boy, (laughs) season three called, wants to survive back. So he follows Jill up into the
1: nook near the front door, kind of, like, tries to give her the soft pitch of, like, okay, picture this for Thanksgiving, blah, blah, blah. And she's like... Okay, so let me get this straight. You're saying you want to go to a football field where we are going to sit in a fully catered box with strangers bringing us food for the entire day. I'm in! And she's like super into this idea, uh, and that basically ends the scene. There's no conflict with that whatsoever.
0: Let me let me just say I when Tim goes there's just one annoying detail door slam and there she is I'm like oh fuck oh shit this is going to be bad and then and then when Jill when, you know when Tim pitches us to Jill and she just goes hot damn I'm sleeping in and they high five I was like oh thank god <laughs> I I also I I did a little cheer in
1: my own seat here uh, when I when Jill said "hot damn!" Like yeah. that's a, a line I didn't know I wanted to hear from her.
0: <laughs> I yeah, like I I just you know what I was so worried that uh, like as soon as I saw the contours of this evolving, like oh god, Tim wants to go to a football game and Jill's gonna want to do a Thanksgiving thing. I cannot watch this plot happen again and then w- <laughs> again I, I, and i love that the show just more recently has just gotten to the point of like it seems like there will be a conflict between tim and jill but then jill's totally on board and i i I, <laughs> I like that i i just like it when they're on the same team
1: uh likewise um i don't really have any notes for this scene i, I don't uh, we either. talked about willow that's about it. Yeah. Um, scene we get a scene slide transition to the box. Uh the tailors kind of file in. Do you want to take us through what happens here?
0: Yeah, they are um they are let into the uh, they are ushered into their box at the oh, Silver Dome. Uh they thank you. Uh and they you know, they take a look around, JTT is put off by the disgusting opulence of all of this, and then their personal <laughs> attendant arrives to big applause, because it's, uh... Yeah. I, this is the first of two knowing applauses. Yes, the, 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 the knowing applause... S-
1: Sir Tom Poston has arrived.
0: <laughs> yes, playing Ted, the brother of Ned and Fred, Ned who works at the Alpina Airport, the other one who works at that gas station in the middle of nowhere, who... Tim recognizes him as the brother of these two unhelpful customer service dudes. Um, so Ted kind of gets them acquainted with the space, and he offers to give <laughs> Tim a tour of the Silverdome's nerve center, where all the electric and plumbing well, equipment is. Sorry, go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up. Eh, yeah,
1: you can tell now. Well, I just they're, the most recent... Uh, season of Curb Your Enthusiasm had an episode where Bill Hader was playing uh, an ambiguous Eastern European uh, triplets. That sounds (laughs) hilarious. It was was hilarious. It was really fucking funny, but basically playing triplets who owned or uh, operated different stores up and down um, Wilshire uh, or Fairfax Boulevard, I think. Nice. And he just, without acknowledging that he had a twin or a a sibling would send him as a recommend. Oh, I know the perfect place for that, and send him there, and then <laughs> Bill Hader would pop up as a slightly
0: different. And I just realized, are they getting that from... <laughs> from Todd Boston playing Ted, Fred, Ned. I, I think that Larry David has always said that one of his biggest influences was Tim Allen and more specifically Home Improvement <laughs> and more specifically well, this, the best ever Home Improvement episode.
1: Not, I know you just started watching Curb Your Enthusiasm uh, religiously. I know you've seen it before, but um, there is an episode where Michael McKeon has a cameo at, talking about where he's at in his career and he said like, oh man, after I got that uh,
0: cancer episode of Home Improvement, <laughs> 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 so it's it's been brought up on the show before. <laughs> okay, okay, so it's been it's been acknowledged. We know that home improvement exists in Larry David's world. Um yes. but uh so any anyway, Ted offers to give Tim a tour of the Silverdome's nerve center where all the controls and electric and plumbing are, and uh then uh, uh another dude arrives, a slazy TV producer named uh something shmaiman. I don't remember his first name, but his last <laughs> name is Irv Schmaman. Irv Schmaman, who is a... Irv, I-R-V. Irv Schmayman, and he is uh, sleazy and slimy and uh, all of the things that uh, you would associate with a TV producer. Jill isn't happy that he's here, and Tim tells her to chill. It's just one extra person at their Thanksgiving. And then he uh, brings in his two incredibly beautiful female personal assistants, two big wolf whistles from the audience. And uh and <laughs>
1: Brad hits himself over the head with a frying pan. yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. eyes popping out of his head, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. uh yeah, so that's what happens. They arrive in their booth. Yep. they meet the relative of Ned and Fred, who's their personal dude, and then they find out that they've got an unexpected Thanksgiving guest and his oh boy, his uh, sexy friends. A lot of uh,
1: Jenny and Jenny and Cindy, by the way, they're given character names, but uh, no lines through the episode, so they are not credited. I do not know who those actresses were, unfortunately. But, Sorry, ladies. Uh, we've gone into a character actor corner before with Tom Poston uh, during his first appearance. We do have a new character actor here, Alex Rocco,
0: as Mister Schmaman,
1: as Miss, as Irv Schmaman. Uh, Okay, side note, yes, schmaimon schmamon <laughs> schmamon we're we're both writers, yeah, uh, you you a little more consistently than me, but <laughs> character names are deliberate, important. so I ask again, schmaimon, schmamon
0: <laughs> I, I mean. And they say shmamen a lot. Like, they're like... J- Jill keeps... Oh, Yes. I would say if you were doing one of those,
1: like, uh, you know, what the words that are used most often are bigger in this word jumble, you know, those things. Yeah. Um, shmamen is one of the bigger words in that jumble of
0: words. The, the biggest word in the jumble would be respect. And the second biggest would be <laughs> shmamen I think. <laughs> yeah. But is this some sort of, like, they live subliminal thing? <laughs> they want us to respect shmamen <laughs> i mean you, you you put on the glasses and suddenly you're enjoying all of his uh, lengthy stories about name dropping celebrities uh yeah i i don't want to speculate about like which hollywood producers the writers were trying to to get a get a jab at with this but this clearly seems to be influential. do you like, think it rhymes with shmayman shmayman <laughs> I mean, I well I maybe maybe I don't because I like are you trying to point to it being someone because I just think Shmayman is just a crappy no crappy name. I,
1: I'm saying that's what you say when it, you're like it rhymes with schmamon <laughs> like that's that's the joke. I don't know what rhymes with schmaimin who they could be making fun of, but that's what it sounds like they're doing.
0: Yeah, I mean, no, it does, yeah, I get, yes, it is the same as the joke in Knocked Up, where it's like, you should go get a schmishmorshman, basically. Um, <laughs> exactly. I don't, yeah, I, like, it, it, part of the issue with this is, like, they're, they're taking such a bunch of deliberate shots at a specific type of L.A. guy, where you know that, that clearly the writers are grinding axes, maybe just about Hollywood producers in general, and it's like, okay, well... Most of the country is missing this completely, but uh, I mean go off guys. I guess you're upset about the people who produce the show. Uh something
1: I don't I don't know. Um anyway, let's go into character actor corner for Alex Rocco. Do you recognize this gentleman?
0: I don't, but the way the audience applauded when he walked in made me feel like I should. <laughs>
1: uh he is a character actor. Really. He has 172 credits oh okay that's a lot of credits 172 uh he goes back i think he's he's had a career that went until his death in 2015 um but he started and is probably best known for his work in the 70s uh doing mostly like cop and robber sorts of deals you know mm-hmm. like he's either playing a, a gangster or he's playing like a you know uh uh down on his luck lieutenant in a TV show. Yeah. He's got a distinction of having more than 400 television appearances. Jesus. So, you know, obviously with only 172 credits, that's like multiple appearances on the same
0: show, but he's done a lot of TV work. (laughs) Dude has worked a lot. Dude has made a career.
1: He certainly has. Uh, And he pulled himself up from the bootstraps because he used to be in his youth, Uh, Part of a Boston street gang and Uh, was uh, pulled in for questioning over a murder, decided to turn his life around and went to Hollywood. So, um,
0: yeah, he appeared on a regular Mark Wahlberg, I guess we're saying a regular Tim (laughs) Allen, for that matter. (laughs)
1: He's appeared. I was wondering if there, if he did stand up at any point. Um, I, I certainly didn't know him from stand up, uh, and I don't see anything that said he did. I was wondering if maybe Tim Allen knew him that way, or Rodney Dangerfield knew him that way. But, um, looking at his stuff, he's mostly just an actor, uh, appearing in things like uh, a couple episodes of Get Smart, Mission Impossible. Um, I'm trying to find ones uh, Beretta. Uh, things that would at least be noticeable to the, the Starsky and Hutch, mm-hmm. um, chips. Oh, well, you can kind of see a, a pattern here, yeah. Uh, murders he wrote, facts of life. Um, but it, he's most importantly known though for The Godfather. What he, he was in The Godfather, he has a very remember, uh, memorable death. Uh, at the christening scene where he gets shot in the eyeball
0: <laughs> oh he's that guy yeah yeah yeah. Get, <laughs> yeah. and his glasses shatter where the dude shoots him that's a cool that's yeah. a cool bit that's a cool way to die
1: <laughs> <laughs> very memorable um he did some uh
0: episodes of the simpsons did, george carlin show is that do you think that's why everyone clapped for him when they came in because they were like oh yeah you got shot in the eye in godfather Woo! <laughs> It's possible. Uh, I think it, it
1: more just feels like they know him from TV. Like this is just a TV guy. He actually won uh, an Emmy back in 1990 for his TV show, The Famous Teddy Z. Hmm. Um, never heard of it. Ne- <laughs> never heard of that one. Um, anyway, do you want to take a guess as to whether or not this gentleman was on? er
0: i feel certain he was on er Ooh, do you know? well i mean i'm probably wrong but it seems like the safe guess to make based on the <laughs> prolificness of his tv career and the fact that he was still working in the 90s
1: uh do you want to guess whether or not he was on both iterations of er uh e slash r the elliot gould show
0: uh and the michael crichton er you you wouldn't be asking me that unless he was on the elliot gould ones i'm gonna say yes to both um he was not on the Elliot Gold one, but he was on the Michael Crichton one. Okay, well now you're setting me up for failure, dude. You know this game's hard <laughs> enough as it is. Don't get dangle <laughs> shit in front of I me. Did, I, I, thought, I really did not mean to <laughs> I thought throw you I, off I like thought that. that we were friends.
1: I thought we were <laughs> friends. Um uh, he was in uh Freebie and the Bean, which oh. uh I've been going on a James Conn kick lately, so I'm sure I will see him soon. Uh, Alex
0: Rocco I, you know, look, the, both him and, uh, him and Ted, uh, uh, Poston or, or Mark Poston, whatever. I feel like both- Tom Poston. Tom Poston. Both of them- Yes. I, I feel like the applause that they got was another place where you could just, you can hear the applause sign flashing on because I don't know yes. that just- I mean, certainly for Tom Poston, it's like, okay- you and me, we recognize them immediately and have a reaction because we've been watching these weekly for a long time, watching very closely. Your Garden Variety Studio audience at a Home Improvement taping, they've not watched every episode. I don't even know. If, even if they did, are they really going to remember the face of the dude who they last saw like a year and a half ago when Heidi had her baby? No. I I, I think they would.
1: I think that he... I, I do. I... I Putting myself back in that mindset where, like, I don't have to—I don't have the constant reminders that I do of you know Twitter talk and and you know just the steady stream of internet information entering my head at every given second of the day. Uh, things were, I think, a little bit more memorable. They made more of an impact, and I would say for his third appearance. They know. They know Tom Poston.
0: Okay. All right. I'll 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 take that. Maybe. I'd say they even remember him from from Newhart at this point. All right. All right. Fine. You know what? I'll I'll take that, Landon. Maybe people were smarter back then. Maybe they they hadn't had their brains <laughs> pickled by social media the way I have. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um.
1: Yeah, thoughts on them? Uh either one? Uh, how do you I, I uh, this is the first first dose of Tom Poston as Ted in this episode. Um contrast to his other characters. Uh as we kind of mentioned earlier, they burn through him uh really you know, uncelebratory here. It, Just it, like he's playing it straight. It's not Yeah, he's it, not for laughs.
0: T- Tom know. Tom Poston's a bit as his two brothers was genuinely funny. Like Tom Poston's first appearance on the show, I thought was hysterical. I thought it was like funnier than a lot of the other stuff going on in that episode. Now it's like, why have Tom Poston if he's not going to do bits? He's not doing the whole (laughs) uh, like polite but completely unhelpful customer service person bit. It's just Poston for Poston's sake. And I don't... They've, They've switched roles where it's now Tim
1: putting out... Uh, Ted. Yeah. Whereas before, T- uh, Ned and Fred stood in the way of Tim's goal. Now Tim is standing in the way of, of Ted's goal.
0: It's yeah. So I don't know why they made that choice. And um, yeah, Irv Schmaman It just like. He's not funny. Like, his bit isn't funny. <laughs> Nothing about this is amusing. Like, okay, he right. name drops a lot and everyone else is irritated by him, but it's none of this is funny. He's just an annoying guy who's annoying to the characters in the scene and is also annoying to the right. audience member, me, watching the show.
1: I, it's, a, it's a weird character that I've seen crop up a couple times. You know, uh, I, I feel like around this era and maybe a little bit earlier where it's like... Trying to build comedy out of an irritating character mm-hmm. where it's like if he's irritating and the characters around him are irritated by him and he's not like standing in the way of them achieving anything, there's no real comedy to squeeze out of it. It's yeah. just like he's there to be obnoxious and he's obnoxious.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's, what's the point of this? What am I getting from this? He's just uh, yeah. like the, the joke is that annoying people are annoying. Well, thank you. I get that in my day to day life. I don't need that on my TV shows too. <laughs>
1: oh my god i know um so it's weird i don't know uh i don't have much else to say about it no Um, i like alex rocco as an actor but i don't he's not given a lot to do here that's uh, of note or interest yeah um we get a scene slide transition and boy get ready because this scene slide is gonna slide us basically to the end of the episode yeah we're
0: we're sliding we're slip sliding away (laughs)
1: Yeah, so it's been long up till now, but get ready because we're hitting super speed. Um, basically, uh, the scene slides us to a little bit later in the box. Tim is looking through the binoculars at the field. Irv is talking about his Hollywood history. Uh, Ted comes up. He says, we're ready to explore the bowels of the Silver Dome. Takes Tim away, uh, but Jill pulls him aside real quick and says, you can't leave me alone here with Shmayman. Uh And Tim's like, it's about Thanksgiving. It's about being here for other people. Gotta go. And walks off. Yep. And uh, we get a laser eye scene transition to um, the bowels of the Silver Dome. Now, how do you want to approach this? Do you want to break it down uh, with each cut, or do you just kind of want to super speed this? Let's.
0: I mean, I feel like let's just super speed it because there's really not a lot to comment on for a while here. Like they, yeah, like what you've said is all there really is to say. So keep going. (laughs) Okay. So then we or I can take it transition.
1: Well, I don't know. There's not much to take. We yeah. go to the nerve center, and
0: it's really just Ted shows Tim around. Yep. And t- <laughs> t- Tim is. Ex- is there a button to flush all 2,000 toilets in the stadium at once? No, but we'll bring that up at our next meeting. Ha ha ha. Um, ha, ha. We cut back to
1: the box where Schmaiman continues with his stories. Uh, and. Jill leans over to Randy and says, If he's, uh, if Tim's not back soon, I'm going to have to kill him. Randy says, Who? Tim or Shmayman? And she's like, Whichever one's closer. Ha 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 ha. Cut to a little bit later. Shmayman has a uh, sixth sense for what's funny. Pants are funny. Pork is funny. Fish is funny. And Jill leans over and says, I'm going to vomit. And he leans in and says, Vomit. Now that's funny. Okay,
0: again, I mean, just think about those writers, though, clocking out at 2.30 on a Wednesday and driving home <laughs> knowing that they got four full days of weekend ahead of them.
1: <laughs> I, I do have to stop here to ask real quick. Uh, first of all, I have two questions. One, he did say pants, right? Pants. Like the things you put on one leg at a time?
0: Yes. I. I, I that's believe what he, he finds is. funny? Yeah, pants okay. are funny. The word pants is a funny word. I guess that's why... Uh, David Letterman used that as his uh, worldwide pants company. When yeah. it, it, listen, I hate to do it, but in Hudsucker Proxy, when Paul Newman is hanging out the window and and uh, and <laughs> Tim, Tim Tim Robin says, I, "Don't worry, Mister Musburger, I've got you by your pants." They just get that dramatic close up on on uh, Paul Newman just going pants. It's funny. It's comedy <laughs> gold. It's a great movie.
1: <laughs> well, that leads into my second question, which is um, Schmeman has a sixth sense for what's funny. Truman. What's funny? Uh, I think cheese is funny. Um, cheese, w- specific kind of cheese or any cheese?
0: I, I think just the, just cheese. The very concept of cheese is funny. Okay, all right. Uh, I think that That's funny. Uh, uh, dogs wearing clothes. Uh, funny. Oh, okay. Uh, things see.
1: that make slapping noises are kind of funny.
0: Yeah, I think things that make slapping noises are funny. Like if you if you, I always find it
1: amusing the thought of like, slapping a, a slab of baloney on someone's windshield.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. cuz it's got a nice meaty sound to it. Yeah, like it's that. Let's do that. No, let's not make those <laughs> sounds. Let's make this audio medium even worse for people. What else um, is funny? Mm, you know, uh in, in the right circumstance. Someone... Yeah? Mm-hmm. No, 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 you tell me. In the We're, right circumstance. In in the right I was circumstance. Say, in the right circumstances, <laughs> full frontal male nudity can be funny. I'm thinking of, like, like Life of Brian, where, like, he opens okay, yeah. the, the... And he's just... I know we just talked about, about uh, gratuitous yes. nudity in a... In a... The,
1: th- the thing is, yeah, the, the the male organ can be very it, aggressive and offensive, but in the right circumstance, when completely, you know, deflated of context...
0: The male member is funny. It's it's, just it's a, a funny thing there <laughs> in the in the movie <laughs> Sideways when the dude is getting chased out of the house by the naked man and he gets uh, into the McGinney, car, yeah, right, and closes the door and then like just it's just the dude is running up and is pounding on the window and his ween is just like right up against yeah. the window. That's funny. That's comedy star.
1: Yeah. Stop stopping.
0: Yes. Wait. Wait. Does wait? Is there? Is there? Oh, yeah when, he, yeah, when he's tucked it back, and then, yeah, the guy does the whole, yeah, that's funny. No, no,
1: no, the, when he's running away from the the crowd, and everyone's cheering after him, and he, gets, he sneaks into the limo, and then oh, right right their wiener up against it.
0: Okay, that's funny, but then also, the absence of a penis is funny, also in Popstar Never Stop Never Stopping, when he's had to tuck his dick back for a costume change, and then he is nude in front of the stage, or in front of everybody, and they all think he's got no dick, also is funny. Um... <laughs> So I guess <laughs> we, we spend an inordinate amount of time on that. Yes, um, I guess we did. Penises can't get no respect. Uh,
1: screaming ironically at mundane things. Also funny. Yeah. Um, I think we, we've nailed that one. Yep, Let's go elsewhere. Comedy. Uh, yes. Tim is shaking hands with Ted. Thanks him for his, uh, his tour. Um, Ted is like, well, I got one more surprise. Uh he says, smile to a man, you're on Jumbo Vision. And a camera bursts into the control room where Tim is sitting. And he's like, Wow, I'm on the I'm on the big screen, you kidding me? And we cut to the Silver Dome outside oh, and we boy. see uh the, the big screen and a Binford logo underneath it. I wonder if they put that in the Silver Dome or not, but um uh you know, side note, I never went to the Silver Dome. What? i, I I've never seen a football game in my life. Well, I shouldn't say that. There might have been, like... That might have been where, like, Sesame Street on Ice was Mm. when I was, like, a wee lad. Yeah, Um, yeah. I'm not certain about that. It was probably more... I bet that was at the Palace of Auburn Hills now that I'm thinking about it. But but you you know you right saw Sesame
0: Dump. Street on ice,
1: though. You're certain about uh, that? That I know for sure. And turtles coming out of our shells. Mm. Uh, yeah. Oh, I mean, you saw the, the coming out
0: of shells. our shells tour? Oh, shit, Oh, dude. boy. Where do you think I got my nunchucks from? I, I assumed from a dude off Craigslist. I didn't even realize. <laughs> oh, man. Whole other <laughs> podcast to be had there. <laughs> uh, yes. At one point in time,
1: I probably could have sung the whole show to you, but... Um, I would need a. I need a refresher on Th- that.
0: That that point in time was six months ago, and then you've just lost it since. <laughs> I did have the cassette tape for a
1: long time. I don't know what happened to
0: it. Oh man, you should have digitized that shit. Um, Coming
1: out of our shells.
0: Uh, okay, okay. Uh, something I do want to say is that when they tell Tim, okay, well, okay, so Tim, it's like congratulations, Tim, you're on Jumbo Vision. Now we all know Jumbotron is the name of it. Is Jumbotron copyrighted, and they had to call it Maybe. JumboVision to avoid having to pay money? Because if so, oh, that's mildly interesting.
1: That is an interesting inquiry. Mildly, sir. I don't, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, um, users write in users. I said the yeah, users. users. If you use our podcast <laughs> I'm still, to I'm still in work to work kill brain right cells, right yeah. <laughs> um. Anything else with the scene? Because no. Uh, Tim no. starts looking looking at himself, and uh, he's like, oh, man, the contrast is all off. Don't worry. I'm a television pr- uh, expert. I know what I'm doing. And he starts fiddling with the control booth, and um, he starts pounding on it, and it shuts off all of the lights in the entire stadium. Oh, no. Um, kind of my nightmare. Uh, that scares the shit out of me. I'm not going
0: to lie. Being uh, being trapped. Be, like trapped. The- like the dark, or or inadvertently disabling the lights and ruining eighty thousand people's Thanksgiving. Being trapped in the dark with eighty thousand panicking people
1: mm, yeah, scares the rough. shit out of me. Yeah, <laughs> <gasps> I would I would be frozen to my seat. Like I, I, I'm definitely in the the throes of fight or flight. I'm a fight person, mm-hmm. but in that sort of scenario, like I know if I move, I die mm-hmm. because you can't trust panicking people who can't see. So if I stay still more than likely, they're going to go around me.
0: Yeah, exactly. Just you, the you're not just, in their way. Yeah. You just be the stone in the river and let, let the panicking people flow around you. Well, <laughs> I, I love what comes immediately after this where where they're in the dark okay. and, and there's technicians who are racing to fix everything. And Tim, Tim said, there's this exchange between Tim and Ted. And Tim goes, well, how long will it take to fix this? And Ted goes, well, it better be quick because everyone in the stadium saw what you did. And Tim goes, well, some of them were in the bathroom. And Ted goes, yeah. And I bet those guys are real happy right now. Which <laughs> is the funniest joke in the episode. It's a really good bit. And- I
1: I, there, there's a, another moment coming up that I think is the funniest moment. I will give it the f- funniest joke in the episode for sure. But sure. Uh, there's a funnier moment for me uh, in a moment. I
0: I look forward to finding out what that is. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Do you have any any other stuff you want to stop and slow jam or are we still going? Because uh, um
1: I don't know. I mean we've been going so fast I've kind of lost place in my notes here. Uh, I okay, can so I can pick us
0: I can pick the, us up. I know where we're at. I mean.
1: Okay. Yeah. If you know where we're at, go for it.
0: So, up in the booth, uh, you know, we've seen Tim and the technicians. They're trying to, you know, they're trying to get the control thing fixed up. Up in the booth, then, Shmaman is still just doing annoying name-dropping stories. Uh, Throughout this, there have been, uh, like, just... Attendants coming in and out bringing thanksgiving food in serving them hors d'oeuvres and things like that just kind of wordlessly silently gliding in and out and it reminds me a lot of on succession how you always just kind of see the people who are serving the roy family in the background and thinking about like well these people their whole job is just like what do these people do it's thanksgiving (laughs) if they not got families anyway. That's the, gonna be the spinoff to succession once it's over. It's like the Downton Abbey of Succession. <laughs> it's it's upstairs downstairs, but way more swearing. Um, <laughs> but the but so now all the attendants are bringing in candelabras of of lit candles to to light this this space. Uh, but so then we're in there in, in the candlelight. schmaman is still doing the an- annoying name dropping when Rodney Dangerfield wanders in, uh playing Rodney Dangerfield. Uh, scrolling through all my notes of just all caps me going what the ever-loving fuck what the Christ uh, wh- what the fuck is he doing here massive massive applause uh, yeah. they saw my face and they turned off all the lights and uh, he and Shmayman know each other he was in Shmayman's Christmas special I can't get no respect on ice uh, and he then um, it was colder than my wife's handshake on my honeymoon yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember if that was in the episode or if you're just really good at ad-libbing Dangerfield bits. Um, <laughs> but then he just starts he starts doing bits. Uh, Mark doesn't know who he is, and in response to Mark's black clothes, he says, devil worship are in box 666. Uh, he calls Randy Shorty, and the audience goes absolutely insane. Um, <laughs> and and then it's just... Wait, wait,
1: wait. I got that one, too. Uh, uh, um... When I was
0: a kid, I was so short, I had to blow my nose through my fly. Massive, massive applause. Huge, huge laughs. (laughs) Uh, Jill asks him, are you this funny at home? Not since my wife's mother moved in. What a barracuda. And uh, Jill asks him to stay for Thanksgiving so that he can meet Tim. And uh, Rodney explains that when he was a kid, he was so poor that on Thanksgiving, his dad would just show them a picture of a turkey. I mean, isn't that fucked up? I mean, think about that. Imagine that. It's Thanksgiving, and you want to eat a turkey, and you're just shown a picture of a turkey? That's fucked up. <laughs> that is... It's no laughing matter, Mr. Dangerfield. That is a fucked up situation to be coming from. <laughs> you showed us a picture of the turkey, and I had to lick the—I <laughs> tried to lick the gravy, I think is what he says. It is what he says. I mean, so do we want to crack open the danger field of it all? <laughs> <laughs> I don't see any danger in that. Um, listen, we're getting a little long,
1: surprisingly, in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> um. Do we want to talk about Radney Dangerfield more than we have? Uh, it's weird. Why is he here? I mean, he's been chosen as the Grand Marshal for some sort of Thanksgiving Day parade in, in uh some town in Michigan. That's why he's here. That's the excuse that they came up with. Um, uh, I, th- okay. When he was first here, it was like the, this first scene was fine. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, and I think this will help us get through the rest of the scene or rest of the episode pretty quickly. They keep so this scene is basically like setting up, uh, we were so poor when I was growing up. How poor were you? Mm-hmm. Like that's the structure of everything that he says, and yes. they're contriving to say that throughout, you know, like and it. In this scene, it was fine. And then it just, it really wore on the end.
0: The the rest of the episode really is just Jill prompting Rodney Dangerfield to do more bits. Also, the show suggests, like, Jill is very excited to see Rodney Dangerfield and seems pretty starstruck by him. That's exciting. I mean, I guess, yeah, I mean, like, I, I suppose I would have been somewhat excited to see a famous person. It's just Jill doesn't strike me as the sort of person who's super into Rodney Dangerfield. Jill, the psychology student yeah. who loves opera and the finer things. I don't, I, there, there's a thing about Rodney, though, that is, I, I,
1: I am conflicted. On the one hand, I'm like, I wonder how he would fare in 2021, 2022 cancel culture.
0: Probably well, not at all. That's that's not <laughs> that's that's a stupid question to ask because he like it's like how how would how would Napoleon be good at dance dance revolution?
1: <laughs> well, I, let's get Bill and Ted on that. Yeah, I yeah well, to honestly, a water I, park,
0: but not to an arcade. The, damn it! If they, yeah, man, that actually we would have had an answer to. That. <laughs> I mean, it just, um, it, but like he he exists outside of that sort of. I mean, obviously he wouldn't do it's well true. now. It no, but there's
1: a charm to him. Like yeah. even in his his worst movies, like I'm like Easy Money is not a great movie, but you can see why he's charming. And yeah. so, like I, I can see even if you're not a fan of Rodney Dangerfield, you know who he is. And I actually have a few notes on him here, where like there there was. Like back in the day, you had identifiable characters in terms in comedy. Like mm-hmm. you, W. C. Fields was a character. Yeah. The Marx Brothers were characters, and even if you didn't watch their stuff, you knew who they who they were. Mm-hmm. And Rodney Dangerfield kind of falls into that in this realm where there was no one else like him for a very you know for like thirty years. There's no one else but Rodney Dangerfield. So even if you don't know who he is, you know of him. Yeah, and so you. Pair that with him walking in a room with his charm and his quick wit. And you get something where there's this moment I want, I'm leading to this moment where as he's roasting everyone in the room, he's roasting Mark, boom, you're roasted. Uh, Randy, boom, you're roasted. <laughs> You see Zachary Ty Bryan, not Brad, Zachary Ty Bryan is sitting on the couch, kind of blurry in the foreground, and he's, like, loving it. He is having a blast, and it is not a performance. It's Mm -hmm. the actor not quite knowing he's in frame, just loving what Rodney Dangerfield is doing. And so in that regard, I can see Jill, like, being very excited that he's there.
0: And, like, look, I, I, I... as a as a snooty pretentious person uh and and a and a uh, bleeding bleeding heart woke bay etc no as me i'm talking about myself i'm not trying to okay. cast aspersions on you I, sometimes i can't tell the difference no, no, between I, us so I, and i think the listeners uh, also have that problem from time to time um <laughs> i i mean i like rodney dangerfield in terms of like the the, the bit that he does is definitely old and of its time, and do, I can't take a whole lot of it in one sitting, but he's a very talented joke writer. He's very good at the thing that he does, and also the fact that, I mean, learning about his history that he... He tried to do stand up when he was young, and it didn't really take. And then he just got into writing jokes and selling them to Johnny Carson. And he worked selling, like I don't know, aluminum siding or something, for forty <laughs> yeah. years. Well, and then in his sixties, quick, quick side note I had
1: there, he sold aluminum siding, and he was so charming and good at it that he eventually owned his own
0: home improvement business. Oh, fuck, it all comes around to that, doesn't it? <laughs> But like, sorry fact, continue but he like he has all that success gets his own business in his 60s then suddenly his stand-up yep. hits and then he's like in movies in like starring yep. in blockbuster movies at the age of 60, 65 something like that. <laughs> that is a ridiculous career trajectory. And yes it is. I gotta like I um, you know what I I know that he doesn't get no respect. I, I if he were still alive today, he would get <laughs> at least a little bit from me because I again his his bit doesn't really work like anymore it doesn't work for long periods of time but undoubtedly a talent weird to see him in this it kind of derails the episode and it doesn't really work here but I mean <laughs> it I you know I I appreciate his contributions he's funny <laughs> uh yeah no I mean I I like Rodney Dangerfield
1: on his own terms him coming in here and us losing an entire episode uh because of the shenanigans like it feels like a, like a disservice. To him, it feels like a disservice to Home Improvement, and it just, it's just like, ends up being a, what, what did we watch episode?
0: I, no, exactly, exactly. It's, like, the same way that Dan Aykroyd kind of derailed the last episode, so too does Rodney Dangerfield derail this episode. The difference is that I have a lot more respect for Dangerfield as a comedian (laughs) than I do for Dan Aykroyd. (laughs) And maybe that's also part of it. It's just like, I've had two episodes in a row
1: that, like, kind of went nowhere. Um. Although I, I don't know I give the last one a little more credit than this, but um, I don't know. I mean, I almost don't even feel like it's worth going into the details of a lot of what else happens here. Like the nope. lights come back on. <laughs> yep, that's true. <laughs> uh, uh, Rodney decides uh oh we time to go him and irv schmaman have to get going um but they, he comes back in and gives the his cards to everybody
0: I, irv schmaman has to leave he tells them oh i've got a i've got a massage booked at my hotel in 10 minutes and it's like wait so you came to the game but then you booked a massage during the game and it's on thanksgiving and and the logic of everything has to line up perfectly in this episode for me everything else clicks perfectly except this um <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So they they have to get going. They leave. Tim comes back up to the box, and yep. and doesn't believe Jill when she's telling him about all the all the cool people they schmoozed with. And then Rodney Dangerfield pops his head back in and gives Jill his phone numbers so that they can all come barbecue with him in L.A. sometime. And uh, and then he try and then he meets Tim and doesn't hit it off with Tim. And he says, "I hope I run into you when I'm driving," and he leaves. <laughs>
1: Oh, yes. Um, before we go into the stinger of the episode, um, I do want to point out just one moment that I thought was my favorite moment of yeah. the episode. Yeah. Uh, again, completely divorced from all the Rodney Dangerfield stuff, which is just completely its own thing. There's a moment in the control room when they're trying to get the power back on, and uh, it's it's Ted and Tim down there. And Tim's like, you know, I just wanted to have a nice Thanksgiving, come to the game, and look, what's ha- look what happens. And he smacks the control booth, and the, the lights kind of flicker back back on and he goes when he right before he smacks it he goes sorry and he smacks it and ted seeing that the lights were coming back on he goes do it again or <laughs> say there, uh, do what you just did again and he smacks it and goes sorry <laughs> <laughs> uh tim repeating that like really <laughs> Snarky line. I don't know why it really made me laugh.
0: Um, <laughs> Look, so, sometimes sometimes a bit is, a bit just works. Some uh, a hit is a hit, you know. Sometimes
1: it does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I also I'm me, so take that into account. Uh, the singer. Yes. We get Rodney Dangerfield. He is uh, in town still, grand marshaling for this Thanksgiving thing. He's appearing on Tool Time to help restore antique picture frames, and they bring him out as the special guest. And Heidi brings him out. We get a couple of
0: dated he, lines. <laughs> okay, now now listen. Heidi brings him out, and, you know, Heidi is wearing a t- t- super short, like, mini dress, whatever. A tool and girl outfit, yeah. A tool girl outfit. She she le- brings him out, and then he hands her, like, a couple of, of dollar bills or, like, 20s or whatever and says, Thanks so much, honey. Go buy the rest of that dress. And I honestly, oughta- like... I don't know. Out of all the things he could have said, like he didn't say anything creepy or leery or sexual, but he does still make a commentary on the fact that her dress is really short. I I don't know. For me, it's like, wow. Then then she walks out of frame, and then he turns to to Tim and Al and goes, boy, she could wreck a home. Okay, I guess, yeah, I forgot about that one. But (laughs) Okay, so yeah, he only says a kind of sleazy thing about her behind her back. Whatever. Go on, go on. (laughs) Um...
1: Anyway, Tim's uh, Tim's excited to have him on, and uh, Rodney's just there to help Al restore this old antique picture frame. And so Tim starts to, you know, just like Jill was doing through the whole episode, trying to set him up for for jokes, uh, saying, "Oh, that that picture frame's pretty decrepit now. What about your wife?" And he's like, "My wife, I'm here to I'm here to here to restore picture
0: frame. Tim. I'm here I'm here to help out with a project." Speaking speaking of projects, I heard you lived in the projects. How poor were you? None of your business. Which <laughs> this is honestly pretty good. I like this a lot. It was yeah yeah. I, I just I wish that it was like early. I wish that was
1: like the introduction to the character and that Rodney was playing something other than himself through this episode because he he was a pretty good actor. Yeah, if you've ever seen uh, uh, his turn in Natural Born Killers, not an easy movie to watch and certainly not an easy performance to watch, but he's
0: amazing in it. I've I've not I have not seen Natural Born Killers but um you know I yeah no I haven't seen it and I seem unlikely to 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 watch it I do think he also <laughs> he also is doing another performance in this moment cuz uh he's dressed basically exactly like uh our 45th president the, the Cheeto himself oh, Donald J Trump you know bla- yeah, we, we don't black you name here white white shirt uh red tie uh, I get that he didn't invent that suit. No. At the same time, it's just—it was just a little bit jarring to see that. Con- I it's, don't. It's think- also the. It's also the shape of
1: the body. I mean, to he, be perfectly honest, I mean, he's got a very similar, like, arms to his, you know, awkwardly to his side with his stomach protruding out in front of him. Yeah, yeah.
0: Although he does, he does stand much more, uh, much more normally than uh, than Drumpf <laughs> uh, ever did. Sure, I'll, sure. I'll, give, I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so Tim has been clowning and and has been pissing off Rodney Dangerfield and Rodney says to Al, "How do you work with this guy?" And Al goes, "It's tough. I get no respect around here." <laughs> But also, I love for Richard Karn that he got to say that line to Rodney Dangerfield. That's so huge for me. Yeah, great. Dangerfield goes, you get no respect. You're talking to the original. My wife gives me no respect. When it comes to sex, she cut me down to once a month. And the other two guys she knows, she cut them out entirely. And we end on that joke. That joke about getting (laughs) cucked by your wife. That's the end of the episode. (laughs) Oh,
1: my God. My wife and I were happy for twenty years. Then we met. Oh, oh, man!
0: Um, yeah, I... Last week, my house was on fire. My wife told the kids, "Be quiet. You'll wake up your daddy." <laughs> <laughs> are you are you off the dobing? These I'm ugly, got- very ugly. When I was born, the doctor smacked my mother. What's the deal with airline food? <laughs> <laughs> You ever God, notice we
1: Jerry Seinfeld on the show sometime
0: You you ever notice how how there's the there's the one kind of uh uh no no actually I was gonna try and do the Chris Rock bit and then I decided you know what that's not thank you yeah let's not <laughs> thank you let's not go to that level I don't want I don't need to I don't need to get myself canceled by getting Rodney Dangerfield canceled like using him as a puppet no. to cancel myself that's no good what do we learn. What did we learn
1: from this very special Thanksgiving episode? We didn't talk much about Thanksgiving in it, uh,
0: which it, I know is your favorite holiday. It is my favorite holiday. I feel like it was kind of given short shrift by this episode.
1: Uh, Landon... It uh, was. Uh, which, one thing we didn't touch on was uh, Randy. <laughs> Randy's whole kind of arc in this episode is <laughs> uh, cool. being, you know... he, he at first, protests that like all this food and there's so many hungry mouths to feed out there. And by the end of it, he's like, "Ooh, truffles! Ooh,
0: crab <laughs> puffs! Yeah, <laughs> yes, I do. I do like uh, seeing Randy corrupted by the uh, by the bourgeois uh, flavors of <laughs> of, of uh, the the luxury box Thanksgiving." To answer your question, though, we learned yeah. nothing today. We learned absolutely <laughs> nothing. I'm not trying to dodge the question. There was no substance yeah. to this at all no it was cotton candy (laughs) uh it was yeah it's it 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 was like cotton candy is that a thanksgiving uh treat yeah yeah what's it's it's pumpkin spiced uh cotton candy uh much you know you ruined it i yeah yeah well you know you asked man but yeah no it's it's a thanksgiving food you know much (laughs) like yams or mashed potatoes uh Mm -hmm. or uh let's see crescent rolls cranberry sauce Stuffing. I'm just gonna name everything on the table. Yeah. What do, you, what do you like about Thanksgiving? What do I like about Thanksgiving? I, I, I'm trying to have a
1: genuine, genuine conversation with you. I don't know why you think that this is a a ploy to get you to say the secret word. I don't know, it's man. Not. I, I'm I just
0: okay. What do I like about Thanksgiving? I don't know. I like. Yeah. What are you thankful
1: for? What am I thankful for? Well, because we didn't th- we didn't do grunt work Thanksgiving, so let's do it now.
0: What am I thankful for? Mm, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm thankful for the relationships that I've built over the course of my life. Uh, grateful mm-hmm. for friendships. I am, in fact, uh, thankful for this podcast, which I feel like uh, has become quite good and, uh, <laughs> and is a positive thing that brings me joy in life. Um, Likewise. Yeah. Um, and I'm thankful for, um, mm, let's see. Yeah, no, it's basically the podcast and my friends. I was trying to think of something on a broader (laughs) scale, but there's not much else in this world I'm thankful for. What about you, Landon? What are you thankful for?
1: Uh, I'm thankful for you and everything you contribute to the show, editing it week after week to make me sound more smarty pants than I am. It's it's a a lot of work. I have to
0: roll up my (laughs) sleeves every week.
1: You are the work part of Grunt Work. I will say that.
0: Mm, I don't know, um, man. You you built that damn website, and you promote the shit out of this thing. <laughs>
1: I literally have not touched the website in, I don't know, except to put one episode up a week. That's it. Uh, I'm thankful for our listeners, uh, our patrons, um, the people who pay and make this show possible. We don't say that enough except once a season these days, and... Uh I, I reflected a lot on that over the holiday season actually and uh was really touched by it and by the podcast in general I was thinking about um change which is really important to me in life and how much the, epi- uh, the episode the <laughs> podcast in general has helped me uh kind of find my own voice and Aww. change over the last uh 4 or 5 years so I'm very thankful for that and and becoming more myself through others
0: Oh, Landon! I'm th- well. Now I'm thankful. Looking like all a that true too. cancer. <laughs> <laughs> you mean cancer in terms of the astrological sign, right? Not in terms of <laughs> yes. the thing that grows into. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> yes. Um. Yep. That's that's very sweet. I guess I should also say I too am thankful for the listeners, listeners, all of you. I am I am thankful for each and every one of you. Yeah, I, I mean, and in terms of what I love about Thanksgiving, uh, I don't know. I love yeah. eating. I love the fact that it's a largely secular holiday. and I love that it's right around the time of my birthday, uh, so it's like a little <laughs> feasty prelude. A a holiday without gifts. Yes. So you don't lose out on that, right? Exactly, exactly. Like, like, to me, Thanksgiving kind of is a gift-giving holiday, except it's the day when people give gifts to me. Uh, and I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> you get them. gifts and leftovers. Yes, gifts and leftovers is the greatest gift of all. Uh, I, get to, I get to try and eat leftover birthday cake at the same time as I'm trying to eat leftover pumpkin pie and uh, Thanksgiving foods. It's really the beginning of my descent into shitty eating that uh, <laughs> consumes the entire latter portion of my year. Um, if you were going to make a savory cake, what would you put in it? A savory cake? Landon the I mean I've been
1: experimenting with uh, savory pancakes. Savory
0: pancakes? I mean buttermilk. Uh I guess. <laughs> okay. Uh, um man a savory ca- salt, uh I suppose. I mean it seems like a necessary ingredient. Uh uh, okay. uh cornstarch, is that the word? <laughs> uh I, I cornstarch potatoes i don't know man what a,
1: what a villain i would that would i would be the biggest heel turn if i chose
0: cornstarch i mean i don't know i, I mean i'm trying to think i also don't, i don't know shit from baking like i talked about cooking that's one thing i don't know how to bake anything <laughs> i don't know how to bake a sweet cake let alone a savory cake uh, oh boy! All uh, right. I'm, well, I'm, I tried listen, as hard I, as I could. You guys got <laughs> you guys got a free month off of me last last week. Just just chill out on yeah. this one. <sighs>
1: okay, this <laughs> this week's secret word
0: is scallions. Okay, I was never gonna I was never gonna get scallions, <laughs> folks. I'm just gonna tell you right now. I can't even tell you off the top of my head what a scallion is. I would not put. I mean, I guess I'd put that in a savory cake. I might put shallots in a in a savory cake. Shallots, interesting.
1: Okay, yeah. you like a good shallot. Um, listen, I like your your cheese dip. I I even
0: liked <laughs> your um uh, the disgusting God, I can't remember what like it was. the the quinoa <laughs> vegetable thing quinoa. that I made for the pe- quinoa. it was terrible it was goddamn awful and you've been very sweet about it for the four years since i made it i'm glad you liked it i think everyone else was being polite to me i made it for a bunch of friends and you you, made the quinoa and i made the the mushrooms and asparagus i think it was yes which was delicious and everybody ate a lot of that because that was the most palatable (laughs) thing on the on the menu that night
1: (laughs) maybe maybe you just needed some scallions (laughs)
0: I, you know what? I needed I needed scallions tonight. I needed scallions then. Scallions are what's missing from my life. I, That's what oh. I will be thankful for next year is the the, okay. the restorative power of scallions.
1: Oh, my God. Truman, let's end this episode. Let's. Um
0: Oh, wait. I forgot. We still had to do one more thing. Uh-huh? The grunt count. Zero. Yeah. Zero. Correct. Ding, 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 ding. You got it. No grunts. <laughs> Okay,
1: great. Fantastic. Um, There's something to be gleaned from that. I don't know what it is, but uh, I want to finish this episode, so I'm not going to speculate. Glean nothing. (laughs) Post-samble, we got a live show coming up, and details are slowly coming together. Um, This is going to be a special one. Uh, Not quite ready to reveal the big part of it yet, but um, what this will be is... uh, date TBD, but it'll be around, um, a month from now. Um, we will record it on a Sunday afternoon again, uh, so that more people can be available for it. Basically, uh, everybody is invited to come and listen. And if you want to hear this episode, you're going to have to watch it live unless you're a patron, uh, which is where we're going to release it. So it's open to anybody to come watch it live. After that, you're going to have to be a patron to hear it. So, uh, get on that patron place where the people are perfect.
0: Patron Place, the uh, scandalous novel <laughs> about a small Midwestern town where everybody's up in everybody else's business. <laughs> um,. Uh, sometimes it feels like that on the Discord.
1: Uh, mostly it's true. my business that I'm putting out there, and um, uh, I always appreciate the, <laughs> the discourse I, that's happening out there.
0: Yeah, you you appreciate when everyone else gets in your business. You put your business
1: out there, and everyone else jumps into it. <laughs> if I didn't want my business into, I wouldn't have put it out there in the first place. That's true. Words to
0: live by, really. <laughs>
1: Uh, Okay, so uh, look for that in about a month. We will put out the date on our social media as well as uh, we will nail it down by next week. So tune in next week for the actual date of our live show. Uh, But you can get over, uh, if you are ambitious, uh, get on our Discord now if you want to. Or or even better, get on our Patreon now. Yes. um, So that you will be ready when we unleash that sweet, sweet info. Let's end this episode, chairman Yes, let's end this episode, Landon. Go for it. End it. Gruntwork is made possible by our patrons. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to help us create the show, consider becoming an official Grunthead sponsor over at patreon.com slash where for only a dollar a month, you can get our, uh, access to our entire Gruntwork Nights archives uh, and be able to listen to our new patron show, uh, live show, when it comes out. Uh, leave us a rating or review over on your podcaster of choice. Uh, It's the fastest, easiest, and freest way to support us, and it goes a long way to help bring in new listeners, which we are always looking for. Stop by to say hi to us on Twitter or Instagram, at GruntWorkPod, or visit our website at
0: www.gruntworkpodcast.com, where you can
1: also find other information on today's episode and sign up for our weekly newsletter to be notified whenever a new episode is released. And until next week, when we bring you another
0: episode episode of Home Improvement. I've been Landon Solano. I've been Truman Caps. And remember, Rodney Dangerfield's 1986 film Back to School includes cameos by both Oingo Boingo and acclaimed novelist Kurt Vonnegut.